0: Inspiring interviews with today's top landlords. This is the Rental Income Podcast. And now, Dan Lane. A big thing that stops people from buying rental properties is they think they need a lot of money. Amy, before you started buying rental properties, did you have a lot of money saved?
1: Oh, (laughs) we had uh, um, like nothing. Nothing saved up. Um, We cashed in uh, retirement. We... Uh, took equity out of our cars. We took equity out of our primary residence. We took equity out of everything that we could think of and um, scraped together any dime that we could to get this ball rolling.
0: On the podcast today, we'll talk more about some of the creative ways that Amy came up with her down payment money and the unique way that she's financing her purchases. Amy owns a mix of single-family houses and four-unit buildings. One of them is doing great And making a lot of money. The other is just kind of breaking even. On the show today, we'll figure out which one is the more profitable one. We'll also take a look at one of her deals. We'll go over all the numbers and figure out how much profit her rental properties generate. Joining us on the show today from Minot, North Dakota is Amy Rogers. We'll take a really quick break to thank our sponsors. We'll come right back and we'll talk to Amy. Do you worry about your renters breaking their lease? Or even worse, what if they simply stop paying their rent? Well, I have good news for you. There's insurance for that. I'm Jesse Schmidt, Senior Vice President of Sales here at The Guarantors. You may remember me from Dan's bonus episode back on September 15th, 2022. Is this better than a security deposit? The Guarantors guarantees your leases, protecting your rental income against rent defaults, vacancy loss, lease breaks, holdover, apartment damage, and more. This is all at no cost to the property owner. Your tenants pay for the insurance premium leaving you to sleep better at night with one less worry. Within minutes, you can enroll your rental properties today with The Guarantors by visiting thegarantors.com. Again, that's thegarantors.com. If you want to learn more about our platform, check out the bonus episode from September 15th, 2022. When you're buying a rental property, you can't do everything on your own. It's really important to have a team of people to help you. And in my opinion, the most important person to have on your team is a really good lender. The lender that I recommend is Chaley Ridge from Ridge Lending Group. Chaley is a nationwide lender, and she's also an experienced investor herself. And she understands the needs of both brand new and experienced investors. And she can help you find the best loan for you in your situation. Right now, Chaley has a special limited time offer just for our listeners if you mention that you heard this ad on the Rental Income Podcast, Chailey will credit you back $250 at the closing for your property. If you want to get more details or you want to set up a time to talk to Chailey personally or maybe have her look at a deal that you're looking at, you can reach out to Chaley at ridgelendinggroup.com. That's R-I-D-G-E lendinggroup.com. NMLS 42056. I've put a lot of time, effort, and money into building my rental portfolio. It's something I'm very proud of, something I want to protect, and something I want to keep in my family for a long time. That's why I put together an estate plan. With Trust & Will, you can create and manage your own custom estate plan starting at just $199. Just go to trustandwill.com slash RIP and you'll get 10% off plus free document shipping. I thought about doing a will for a long time, but I thought it was going to be very complicated, confusing, and expensive, and I just kept putting it off. Luckily, I found Trust and Will, and the whole process could not have been easier. My wife and I sat down one Saturday morning over a cup of coffee. We went to trustandwill.com, they walked us through a series of questions, and at the end, we got our own state-specific and customized will for our needs. Trust and Will has made estate planning easy and accessible for everybody. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com RIP. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash RIP. Rental Income Podcast. Amy, let's start off talking about your portfolio. Can you tell us what your portfolio looks like today?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So currently we have nine single family homes and then we have three fourplex units and then, of course, our primary unit.
0: And as far as the the area that the properties are in, what what would you say the area is like?
1: So we live in a town of about 50,000 people up here in beautiful North Dakota, and there's not really any one bad area. Okay. There's maybe a, an unsavory street or a bad house next to a beautiful house. So there's not really, thankfully, there's not any areas that we have to avoid or have to overinvest in because of of affordability.
0: Okay. So it, it sounds like your properties are in a, a good area because your your whole town is a good area. Is Correct. everything close to where you live?
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the furthest I have to drive to one of our houses is I think maybe seven minutes. So it's an exhausting oh, commute. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. Now, do you manage everything yourself?
1: Yes. So I manage all of the single families myself. I did recently hand over the multifamilies um, just because it's a it's a different kind of pace with the multifamilies, and I was getting overwhelmed with um, – my job and my husband has a job so it was it was becoming too much for me to give the tenants the attention that they deserve
0: yeah tell me about that so how is it different like how are the tenants in your single families different than the multi-families and by multi-families are these like duplexes and triplexes
1: So our, our, our three fourplexes, those tenants, they're just, you know, they're apartment dwellers. They, we have their two bedroom, one bath. We have a couple of one bedroom, one baths. Um, the single family tenants, they have a tendency to stay longer. The turn is less. The, they're more inclined to actually show up to tour the home at Mm. the scheduled time. Um, they treat the home with just a little bit more respect than a, a, an apartment dweller, which is Okay. Okay. That's why there are apartments is because it's kind of entry level renting, Mm -hmm. whereas people who rent single families, they are a little bit further along and we do screen the tenants for the single families a little bit, a little bit harder just because turning, renovating, fixing a single family is a little bit more cost and labor intensive.
0: So now with that being said, with with the extra management fee you're you're having to to pay, and then with the extra hassle, are, are do you think the fourplexes are are worth it? Or if you could do it over again, would you buy all single families?
1: <laughs> it's funny because <laughs> I would say single families all day, um, but my my better half, my husband, uh, he really likes the multifamilies. Um, he doesn't, that, which is why they had to get handed over because I'm doing the management, and when you get exhausted, it's the person yeah. who. the multi-families they're just it's not just the it's not just the management fee which is just that modest six percent so they're very reasonable up here it's the snow removal the snow removal is crippling Mm -hmm. because we're in North Dakota Uh, we'll get a few feet of snow and it's I mean I've seen people pay thousands and tens of thousands of dollars a year for snow removal so it it does add up but with single families each tenant is responsible for their snow removal and then with the multifamilies, we're responsible for gas, water, trash, and sewer. The single families, that all falls back to the tenant. So I do enjoy the single families in the regard of it is less oversight and less money. Right. However, it's really nice having one roof. It's nice that if I have to carry vacancy on a fourplex, I have three other units that are holding it. Whereas with a single family, one vacancy is uh, it's a little it's a little bit harder to take.
0: Right. Okay. That makes that makes sense. And yeah, with the snow removal, I mean, I, I think that's something that I, I know I probably wouldn't have even factored that in, in, into my projections as an expense. Maybe I would if I was in your area, but that, that sounds like snow removal could really sink a deal if you didn't mm-hmm. think about projecting that into your numbers.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and the even just the cost of gas in these multifamilies. I mean, you can spend—it's the the cost of gas every month in one of the multifamilies is equal to one apartment's rental income. Wow! So the overhead costs of the multifamilies is—it's pretty staggering, which is why it's very, very, very important to buy those properties specifically, really smart and have good financing on. Yeah.
0: Them. So like w- with all those extra expenses, you know, w- with the gas and the snow removal and, and everything else, uh, are you still making money on the multifamilies? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, <laughs> I appreciate your honesty. That's <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have one that does super duper fantastic. Um, we have one that's a, a little bit less conventional and uh, it's a little, it's rocky. And then we have one that we are a About to stabilize. It's, we acquired it only a few months ago. So it's just been a very, very bumpy road Mm. from the get go. Evictions, lots and lots and lots of repairs. It's just, it's been very bumpy. So it just takes a very long time to stabilize those, which is to be expected. Right. So the first question that my, as a real estate agent, the very first question that my investor clients ask me about a property that is on the market is, does it cash flow? Um with these multifamilies, you really have to dig into the numbers and see where I'm trying to think of the word, where the problem numbers are, where there are inefficiencies. That's the word. Yeah. Where there are inefficiencies to um make it cash flow and mm-hmm. to make it a valuable asset.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I guess like buying it below market value, getting a really good deal on it is probably just so important. I mean, you you just can't afford to mess up.
1: No, no. And with multifamily specifically, the the rental market, it doesn't Really inflate as much. So with single families, you can say, "Oh my gosh, the backyard's fenced." Oh my gosh, there's a three car garage. Oh my gosh, it's gorgeous. Oh my gosh, but with the multifamilies, it's it kind of it really does stabilize. Mm-hmm. And so the rental amounts they kind of all hover around the same amount, regardless of how many upgrades you have.
0: Right. Okay. Well, well, let's talk about how you, how you did this. I'm really interested to hear how you financed everything. So. The first thing I want to ask you is taking equity out of your car. I've never heard of anyone doing that. So, so talk to me about, about how, how that happened.
1: We just do strange things to get deals. (laughs) Um, Well, I think the best way to answer that is to kind of rewind. And um, so our very first property that we purchased was with a VA loan, a zero down VA loan. So our very first home that we ever got into, the only thing that we had to come up with was earnest money and um, the home inspection. The seller paid our closing costs. So for like $1,300, we had our very first home and we completely renovated it. And then we took that property, rented it out. Bought another VA loan home, renovated that, rented it out. Um we and, stayed so in
0: into- th- these were both homes you, you lived in them first.
1: Correct. Right because okay. that's required by the VA yep. loan. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes, so, so
0: you live there, you fixed it up and then you turned it into a rental.
1: Correct. Awesome. Correct. Yes, yes. And then at that point, we um we really knew that we wanted to start investing. So we started. Uh, we drained our retirement, our thrift savings plan, to buy two more homes with a conventional loan. So we had four homes at that pro- at that at that point that we had renovated and increased the value of them. So we were able to pull the equity out of all of those homes, and it just wasn't enough money to keep that snowball going and to keep investing. And we're like, well, what do we own? What do we not have debt on? And we look at these clunker cars that we have, and we're like we own those. So, our lender, as wonderful as she is, she's like, you know what? Let's uh, put that on the line. So, we had four houses and uh, two cars on a line of credit. And that's really what snowballed our ability to keep going.
0: Wow. That is really, really incredible. So, all right. So, you had a line of credit that, like, basically, like a HELOC on your car.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Right. So, (laughs) We were just looking at stuff in the house. Like, what is this worth? Anything? Can I put this on the line of credit? (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, like, you you just have like one big line of credit that has the equity in the cars, and then the equities in the property Mm -hmm. uh, or the properties. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, so one big line of credit, and then you take that line of credit, and then you buy properties on the line. So it it looks Mm -hmm. like cash, even though it's not. It, it's on your line of credit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And then yes. do you do you then refi into a regular mortgage after that, or do you keep the property on the credit line?
1: So we want to get it off the line of credit as quickly as possible because we like to for our line of credit to be clear at all times because we don't know when that next deal is going to come. So what we do is we'll purchase a home cash from the line of credit. And then we will immediately term it out into a commercial loan. And the commercial loan is really what's key here because if we were to do a conventional loan, we'd have to wait that six month seasoning period to term it out. So it is very crucial that you had that we had that phenomenal commercial lender. There's been times that we buy, buy something quote unquote, cash off the line of credit, I'm sitting at closing, signing the documents to deed it over. My lender walks in and we term it out immediately. So, and so we just keep moving and it's pretty, it's, it's pretty a beautiful, beautiful thing.
0: Yeah. So we've had people on the podcast that have used the line of credit to get the properties paid off faster because generally the, the payments are interest only. And so Mm -hmm. you're able to really knock down those yeah. those payments. But that that's mm-hmm. your strategy is a bit different where you're mm-hmm. using the, the HELOC to buy the property mm-hmm. and it, it's just a, a quick, easy way to buy the property. Mm-hmm. And then you're refining it into a a regular commercial mortgage after that.
1: Right. Okay. Right. And that technique is probably going to be very advantageous moving forward, and it's something that we have explored of keeping things on the line of credit longer just because of interest rates Mm -hmm. Um, and to be able to knock down that principal balance before we term it out. But when interest rates for our commercial loans were in the 4%, um, it made all the sense in the world to go ahead and term them out. So we have all of our properties with the exception of two just because we haven't put them on a line of credit yet, and that's my job for the day today is to put them on the line of credit. Um, but we do have every single one of our properties and our cars obviously on the line of credit and it's, it's very robust. We can buy very nice properties with what we have on our line and it's I'm very appreciative that the bank values our business that much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, well let's take a look at one of your deals and yeah. kind of figure out what you're doing. So uh, tell me about this property first. Like how did you find it?
1: So, all of our single-family homes, we've actually bought directly from the MLS. Um, All of our multifamilies we found off-market, but as a licensed real estate agent, I'm able to get into properties very quickly when they're on the MLS. And um, immediately, right off right out the gate, we have a three percent discount just with my commission. So with our our one of these properties that we purchased, it was on the MLS. It was an unfortunate situation with the seller. She had, she passed away um, and the home was listed for a very modest uh, $55,000. So we were able to get into it within seconds, make an all cash offer using our line of credit. We don't typically do home inspections just um, because I've been to enough home inspections to know um, what I'm looking for, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I renovate a lot of the properties myself, so I know what the cost is going to be to get the the properties up to speed. So, the purchase house that we purchased was a two-bedroom, one-bath with a uh, three-stall garage, and we paid $55,000 for it. Okay. So, off the line of credit, so no money out of our pockets. And then we put... $13,000 into it. That $13,000 also came off the line of credit, no money out of our pockets. And then we were able to renovate the property relatively quickly. Um, our our oldest daughter painted the exterior. We put in um, air conditioning, new electrical, all new flooring, new paint, and uh, it immediately rented for $950. And um, yeah, so we were able to term it out at that point and for that that sixty eight thousand dollars, term it out went on a commercial loan with a twenty five year am at about four and a half percent. so our um, our month our monthly payment is right around that maybe that six hundred dollars mark. And like I said, it rents for nine fifty
0: okay, All right. so six hundred dollars in in your fixed expenses, you have nine fifty in rent. There's no management fees because you're you're managing that that property on yourself. So you have, mm-hmm. $350 mm-hmm. left over every month. So what do you do with that money? Like are are you putting some of that aside for when you have repairs and vacancy or do you spend it?
1: So every dollar that we make, every cent that comes in from our rental income, it goes straight into an account. Um, My husband and I are both, uh, thankfully, very well employed. We don't touch any of our cash flow. Cash flow is what protects us. It's what keeps us safe. It's what protects us from market downturns. And um, I'm, I'm thankful that we do have cash flowing properties. And the cash flowing properties protect our negative cash flowing properties if we have vacancy. So every dollar that we make, it goes into an account. Okay. and it stays there. So, so every so we don't pay ourselves a dime.
0: Okay, so all the rent comes in from all your properties after you you pay the mortgages and whatever expenses come up that month, whatever's left over you just set it aside into mm-hmm. a into an account. Mm-hmm. So then what's your long-term goal? Like why are you buying rental properties?
1: I ask myself that every day. <laughs> 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 so the one of the biggest reasons we do invest in real estate is because, um, we do, we love our community and we, we love fixing these properties and, and giving quality homes to our tenants. That's, that's, that's number one. Mm-hmm. Um, but these are giant savings accounts. We have people who are paying our debts off, paying for our repairs and contributing to our giant savings accounts. And one day the goal is to, my current goal is to buy enough single families and have a line of credit that is big enough that we can either buy a giant apartment building, have a huge down payment for a huge apartment building and just coast for the rest of our lives, or we liquidate 1031 into a giant apartment building. So we have that potential to have a a great retirement, a, a great nest egg for our, our four kids, a bright future because we have phenomenal tenants who are contributing to that. And uh, in return, we try to pro- provide them quality homes.
0: You know, it's interesting that that your long-term goal is a big apartment building when it, it seems like your single families <laughs> do better. Like, wouldn't you be better yeah. buying a whole bunch of single families?
1: Oh, I agree. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at okay. all yeah 100. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is a smaller town, and to get to that to get to that potential, I, I do worry about being oversaturated and overexposed because I don't know how comfortable I am investing in a single family in a different market where I can't oversee yeah, the single sure. family. Yep. And we do live in a, a, a smaller town and if there's a significant downturn, we are very exposed.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs>
1: but I like my houses.
0: I want to see if you can sell me on, on something here because I, I like your idea of taking money out of your retirement account to buy rental properties. But when I've looked at that in the past and kind of run rough numbers, it, it almost doesn't make sense because you've got to pay taxes on the money you're taking out and then you've got to pay that 10% penalty. So like you could end up losing half the money to taxes. So how did it work out for you? Like, did you end up losing a a ton of money to taxes?
1: Right. So that's a good question. So the retirement plan that we had, it's called a thrift savings plan. It's something that's offered through the military. And we had, I, I think we pulled out, $35,000. So the way that it's set up is you can't actually liquidate your retirement, but you can borrow against it. So I guess when we say that we liquidated our retirement or pulled from our retirement, what we did was actually borrowed against it and we have since paid it back. And um, we are above where we were when we pulled it out. And with those two properties, we've obviously we have substantially more equity in it than that thirty-five thousand dollars that we borrowed against. So while I lost a ton of sleep and I was I was very stressed about the idea of borrowing against our retirement and not seeing that grade of rate of return, I've obviously seen that rate of return in yeah. the properties that we purchased with it.
0: Yeah, okay. That makes a lot more sense. Like borrowing from the retirement account, I, I I I don't like that, that doesn't scare me at all. Like I, I, you know, it's, it's just like having a loan on anything else.
1: So Mm -hmm. that, that, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's a no brainer looking back, but when you're, when you have it ingrained in your mind of, no, that's our money for our retirement. We cannot touch that. Um, it was, it's a little stressful, but looking back, it's like, duh, why did we do that? Right.
0: Right. 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 Okay. And then a couple of the things I wanted to follow up on that, that you mentioned earlier, the the first thing is, is the 3% discount by being a realtor. Um, I I think this is a great benefit that we maybe don't talk about on the podcast as much. Can you explain to everybody how that works?
1: Right. Absolutely. So as a licensed real estate agent, I, I got my real estate license just so I can negotiate my own deals. It turns out I am, I'm, I'm quite good at it and I'm um, number two solo agent in my market. Um, so that's worked out very helpful. So when we make an offer on a house, I generally don't ask to not get paid. So we'll make a full price offer, or we'll ask, make a discounted offer, whatever the offer is, and then I will be paid that three percent commission on it. So I'm getting paid to buy my buy a property for myself.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So now, do you think it's it's worthwhile for someone to get their license to buy a rental property? Because I I guess I, I go back and forth on this that that I see getting paid to buy a property that's pretty mm-hmm. awesome. You're immediately mm-hmm. profitable. But I, I also see the value in having a good agent that can guide mm-hmm. you. And there's so many crazy things that can come up during a transaction. Just mm-hmm. having someone that's that's experienced that can kind of get you through those difficult points. Like I, I see a lot of value in that too. So mm-hmm. what do you what do you think someone should do? Should they get their license for the discount, or are they better off just getting a good realtor?
1: If you're getting your license for the discount, it's never a good idea. Because the just the cost of having your license will far outweigh any savings mm. that you have on yeah. any transaction. It's a very expensive career. Um, so I don't encourage that at all. The... And the real estate license has hurt in regard to I, I have to be on my game at 100% ethical. I can't tick off a tenant. I can't do a shady off market deal. I, I mean, I want to be ethical anyway. I want Mm -hmm. to be good to people, but the, it increases my visibility and it does put a little bit of a target on my back in regard to I can't necessarily buy a property off market significantly under market. Cause that really does expose me because I'm the real estate professional. I'm supposed to know what the market value is for this property. I can't go to somebody and say, Hey, I'm going to give you less. Mm-hmm. So I really have to be above board, which I want to be anyway. So it works out fine. But if you're somebody who, you know, wants to scrape together some cool off market deals, it may not benefit you very well.
0: Yeah. That's a good point. That That's a really good point. You are held to a higher standard, but right. for someone that is buying it to maybe sell a few houses on the side mm-hmm. that might make sense
1: correct right yes. okay it, yes absolutely. Yeah. absolutely okay
0: okay and then the other thing I wanted to to follow back on was the home inspection so mm-hmm. you, you said you don't get home inspections um mm-hmm. because you you know what to look for so like what, what are some things that you're looking for when you're walking through a property or what what would you see that would? would make you run away from a property
1: right um So, yeah, I don't do the home inspections, but we have lived in this market for six years. So, I've had and seen a lot of horror stories. Um, One of the things that I don't want to replace is I don't really want to replace windows. There's not a good ROI on replacing windows. That's kind of an expectation. So, the exit strategy is if I put a house on the market after I've replaced all the windows, a buyer isn't necessarily going to want to pay me for the money that I put into the windows. Also, um, sewer lines. It, to replace a sewer line is about fifteen dollars to $20,000. I uh, have no interest in replacing a sewer line. It's very disruptive. It's very expensive and you will not see that money again. And while I say I don't do the home inspection, I do do my research. I, I know the history of our town. I know the problem areas that have maybe bad soil, um, bad construction materials were used when the house was built. I have a lot of subcontractors that I call and I'm like, hey, did you go to this house to do this repair at any point in your life? And um, they'll tell me if they've been there. And if they'll tell me if there's, there's a history with these homes, because it is a small town. There's only a handful of subcontractors who have been able to repair some of these houses. So I'm able to do a lot of research. So I do go into a home purchase knowing probably more than what a traditional home inspector would be mm-hmm. able to ascertain and that two-hour inspection and i'm actually able to utilize that that knowledge to help my my clients along the way of saying i know more about this house than a home inspector is going to be able to find do the home inspection and do your research
0: if you're interested in investing in minot north dakota or you want to learn more about the market amy is a full-time realtor and you can tell she's a really good investor and she would be happy to connect with you I've got her contact information on the website. You can find it at rentalincomepodcast.com slash episode 409. I'd like to thank today's sponsor for making this episode possible. It's Chaley Ridge from Ridge Lending Group. Chaley is a nationwide lender, and her specialty is helping investors finance rental properties. She has a ton of different loan programs, and she can find something customized to you, for your situation. And right now, Chaylee has a special limited time offer just for our listeners. If you mention the Rental Income Podcast, she will credit $250 back to you at closing. If you want to find out more or you want to set up a time to talk to Chaley personally, you can track her down at ridgelendinggroup.com. That's R I D G E, lendinggroup.com, N M L S 42056. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast today. Make sure you hit that follow button. I put out a new interview every single Tuesday, and if you're following the show, you'll get notified as soon as the next episode comes out. My name is Dan Lane, and this has been the Rental Income Podcast. I didn't like the idea that if something were to happen to me, my family was going to struggle financially. I mean, they're still going to have to pay the mortgage payment, car loans, credit cards and whatever other living expenses they have. So I got life insurance, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind to know that they're not going to struggle. They're going to have some time to get back on their feet again. Policy Genius's technology makes it really easy to compare life insurance quotes from the top insurance companies in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. If you have life insurance through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it also might not follow you if you were to leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. One of the things that I love about Policy Genius is that their agents work for you, not for the insurance companies, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to PolicyGenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's PolicyGenius.com.
1: Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot
0: Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60 day trial now at shipstation.com and use the code POD. That's shipstation.com with the code POD. I didn't like the idea that if something were to happen to me, my family was going to struggle financially. I mean, they're still going to have to pay the mortgage payment, car loans, credit cards and whatever other living expenses they have. So I got life insurance, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind to know that they're not going to struggle. They're going to have some time to get back on their feet again. Policy Genius's technology makes it really easy to compare life insurance quotes from the top insurance companies in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. If you have life insurance through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it also might not follow you if you were to leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. One of the things that I love about Policy Genius is that their agents work for you, not for the insurance companies, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using PolicyGenius. Head to PolicyGenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's PolicyGenius.com.